Benvindo, Rafael. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the podcast. How's 2021 so far? Thanks, Ole. Uh, I mean, we, we just begun, right? Let's give it a chance. Let's give 2021 a chance to show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we just gotta like stay positive now. You know, it's it's a new year, new opportunities. I I know we're going into this year a little bit rough too, but I mean, like it's a full year. You know, we have 360 something days left. You know, it's just now. It's just go after it. You know, and uh, and what an exciting year we have ahead. For sure, for sure. I mean, uh, we have hopefully some good practices and some good lessons that we learned from the bobo and from the pandemic experiment yeah but i'm looking forward to getting back to you know <laughs> pretty much the way things were uh before everything was everything you know came to be as it came to be so absolutely and how's 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 the weather these days in uh, in Brazil? It's raining a lot and it's hot. I mean, now we we actually had not so much of you know the the, the summer of last year was way warmer and way drier than this year. This yeah. year it's a little bit better, right? And but I mean, I I, I bet it's the complete opposite as you know what you guys are experiencing right now, right? <laughs> it's it's pretty cold, you know. Like we're on the minus side. The last few days has been brutal, but uh, you know it's it is what it is. You know we have snow, though. I'm, I'm happy we have snow, so yeah, I'm just ready to go skiing. You know, like I have to do it myself because we can't watch the, our national team compete. You know, because of the situation. But yeah, I think I think 2021 is going to be a good year. And and Rafael, I'm I'm really excited to have you here. And for all of those that are tuning in today, you know, we're going to go into like the sports statistics, AI, you know, like a lot of, you know, great kind of stuff. But if you really like to, you know, listen to more of these kind of like episodes, we're going to have once a week, every, 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 every week, we're having a new podcast episode. So make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, like the video, share it, you know, all this good stuff. And you will get good tips and advice every week, you know, about, what is happening in the sport industry and how you can succeed. So make sure to do that. And, and Rafa, we're just going to dive right into it. And um, just, just like, you know, how did I sportistics, you know, come to life? You know, we're just going to like dig right into it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for having me to begin with. I, I, I didn't have a chance to, to thank you. And, Absolutely. And I hope you have a chance to talk also about the, the amazing initiative that you guys are, are running over there. Uh, well, Asportistics came to, to life as a, you know, a sentiment by the founders that the, the, the sports content industry, especially here in Brazil, but later we figure out that that was happening in other places, that most of the coolest initiatives and the best brains and, you know, the, the, the top-notch initiatives were only happening at the top of the pyramid. Yep. And when you think about that in a place like Brazil, for instance, that, you know, it's a one sport place. I mean, pretty much everyone follows football and everything is in second place. Uh, when we talk about the longer tail here, we're talking about some, you know, some, some very massive and some very interesting sports like basketball, like volleyball, right. things that are, that are mainstream other in, in other places. Here they are 
you know, for the most part, relegated to, to, to a second tier. Yep. And we felt that that was mainly due to, you know, a mentality by, by you know, leagues, teams, federations, and executives that in order to have what you have in the top, pure, uh, on the top of the pyramid league, say, you know, NBA, the Premier Leagues, and the NFLs of the world, in order to have those things, you had to have, you know, the resources that those guys had. And we quickly found out that, you know, with the technology in place and the way things are evolving, that wasn't necessarily true. Yep. So we set ourselves to challenge that, you know, that status quo to, 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 uh, to put it that way. Yep. And provide the, in a nutshell, provide the same experience that, you know, people have, the fans and enthusiasts have uh, in watching those those top tier leagues uh, pretty much everywhere else. And it was, to, to, to be honest, a, an insane market opportunity as well, just because, you know, volleyball and basketball, to, to, for instance, they have massive fan bases here in Brazil, you know, 30, right. 40 million people watch those, those sports regularly. So yep. those initiatives alone were in our mind enough to, for, to pursue what, what we, you know, what we've been to pursue. And I mean, like, there's there's way more level lower level sports teams than there are pro teams, you know. So there's also like a huge huge market size to to go after. And I mean, like, even if you're not in the NBA, you know, you still need you know resources that can help you, you know, whether that's with the fans or like with tracking or statistics. And and as you said too, like, you know, mo I think I think you know besides the the top top teams in the world like it's hard to compete against the budgets that are in the major leagues especially in the u.s so you know finding that balance i think it's a it's a very smart smart and interesting uh, interesting move but from from your side of like you know your personal standpoint what was it about like you know this solution that you were like okay this is something that you know i feel passionate about and that i want to be part of uh Yes, a, a little bit of both, actually. The, the, there was passion involved, but there was also a great deal of, you know, research and product market feed and getting to, to, to talk to people and feel, and, and, you know, and feel like the pain that we envisioned that they had right. is actually, you know, was actually there. So, uh, I mean, people are are crazy about their local team, about the, the, the leagues that they play and things like that. Yep. And again, people are going to tune into the Champions League final, the NBA final, the Super Bowl and things like that. But that doesn't mean that they, they are going to, you know, leave aside everything that they, you know, the, the, the local team that yeah. they always follow. Like that. Right. So that was in our minds uh, worth pursuing just by that, you know, just by that reason is something that, that we thought was cool enough to, to go after. Actually, the initial version of Hyperstatistics, we, before Vini and Gamboa, two of the other co-founders, we are four co-founders, uh, we, we came together. It was an initiative run by myself and Mauricio, which is our CTO. I know yep. the guy for 30 plus years. And we wanted to to challenge the gaming and gambling, you know, uh, scene here mm. uh, related to sports. Yep. Uh, but this, you know, and even though what we do now after, you know, pivoting a few times is sure. somewhat different than what we did back then, the, the gist of it is pretty much the same, you know, 
to make a more interactive, uh, a more engaging and a better overall experience by, by fans consuming content and by content owners and the, the whole ecosystem in providing what the fans want to see and the way they want to see and where they want to see. So right. uh, and, and that hasn't changed that much from the, the first PowerPoint that we, we prepared back in the day. I guess, you know, like at the end of the day, staying true to the vision, right? And then, you know, those, those minor things will, I mean, like, there were always going to be changes, right? Like, and, and pivots and, and, and business models and, and all this stuff is going to change along the way. I mean, I mean, like, we're on the same journey too, you know, like our vision is it's the same since day one, but we know, of course, like, you know, things will come up, like things will change. Like we had to change, you know, 2020 was a year of change too, for a lot of people. And, and just speaking a little bit like of 2022, like how, how, how did that sort of like impact you guys and what sort of like, you know, decisions that did you guys have to face and, and take as, as, as part of this, you know, pandemic and everything going on? Sure. I mean, in, in a sense, we felt that uh, it was pretty rough to, to, to begin with and just because we were way too much involved in live events yeah and once those came into a hall you know uh the the the, the, the project that we were running at the first quarter sort of stopped uh yeah. from 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 night to, to day that was rough but you know the 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 whole idea of what we are doing is to make processes more efficient so you know having less people do things that you know, originally it would require a bunch of, you know, a, a huge staff, a big crew and things like that. Yep. So in a sense, the technology that we built was tailored to, to, to something like that. Yeah. So in order to have the, the events running and have even the same experience that you had before, but not, not relying on as many people in the booth, in the pitch and, and things yep. like that. Yeah. And that's what we we sort of experienced in the second half of the year, just, you know, when executives and teams and, and, and the ecosystem realized that, okay, we can provide somewhat uh, an experience that's somewhat similar to what we had before, but not relying so much on, you know, people, yep. you know, the, the amount of people doing the, the, the manual labor that they were doing. Then we, you know, we, we hit a, a, a fortunate path and, and things just kept, you know, uh, just kept happening for good, I, I guess, from July until now. We, we keep growing, we keep playing right. some very interesting projects. So, um, mix the feelings. I mean, I, I want to have what we had in the past, yeah. <laughs> but I want to see some of the changes that I guess we have and, and, and the industry is, is going over. I, I want to see some of those changes for good, I guess, yeah. in the future. I can completely understand that. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, like everything just stopping more or less overnight, you know, and then you're like, okay, yeah, it's going to end after summer, you know, <laughs> it's like, at least like here in Nora, I was like, we should be fine at least like till like the fall. That was like my, my estimate, but anyways, we don't have to go way back, you know, to, to that kind of, that kind of life, but but I'm also kind of like curious a little bit about your background because you obviously have a lot of experience from like the finance sector and all this, and 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 for me like personally as well, and for those that are like you know, uh, 
that, that maybe come from another sector and just like, oh, I want to, you know, explore transition maybe into sports, uh, into like the startup, sports startup ecosystem or what it might be. Like, why, why did you choose essentially that route? Why, first of all, why sports and why, why the startup route, you know, because I mean, like, that's also quite a challenge in itself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I went into, uh, I had a long career in the, the financial market and I went in a bunch of different areas and in a, a bunch of different verticals, if you will, yeah. Yeah. from equity research to investment banking to, you know, private equity, venture capital and so on. Right. But most of that career was in private equity and venture capital. And it was part of my routine to not only, you know, screen and invest in companies, but also take part in their, you know, day-to-day operations was the way most funds that I worked uh, operated. So I got to experience firsthand what it was like to be on the front row, I guess, into you know a, a real world <laughs> brick and mortar op- operation, if you will. Right. And then I guess it was late sixteen. I a, a few friends began jumping ship, and you know they quit their careers in in, in the in the financial market and also started to begin, begin new ventures and investing in ventures and so on. Yep. So that's when I had my first experience, you know, myself investing in companies directly, right. not other, other people money. Uh, and then at the beginning and middle of 17, I decided to, to make the change, the change. I always wanted to have something uh, that was mine. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the challenge that came with that. And sports was kind of a natural decision in a sense that, I mean, I am a fanatic about football from as long as I can remember. My father was actually a, a football player back in his day. <laughs> a very good one, actually. He played for the Brazilian team and things like that. So I was always crazy about football. <laughs> I played pretty much every sport that you can think of. From, right. from my childhood to, to, to teenage days, I played basketball, tennis, football, of course. Nice. And, and I shifted that attention to a, a fan. So uh, I, you know, after college, I, I, I'm an avid follower of the NBA, the NFL. Nice. My football team here in Brazil, Santos, uh, Champions League and things like that. And I think... I developed a sort of a critical eye into what I think and what I, you know, what I would do if I was, you know, running things like that. Yeah. So that's when the, all those, you know, those, those pieces came to be. And I, I think I share the, the background that I, that I just laid out. I share that with all of my three co-founders, you know, all of them have a career in the financial market as well. Even Mauricio, the CTO, can mention he, yeah, yeah. you know, he, he had technical positions, but in the financial market as well. Yeah. But a crazy, you know, sports fan. So right. we all right. got together day and I mean, why don't we stop complaining and do something about it? And <laughs> what we, what we've been right. bitching about in all those days. <laughs> why, why don't you start following your dream? You know, like <laughs> or your passion, exactly. I guess. I mean, yeah. like this is. This is where things come down, though, at the end of the day. Like, if you ask people, like, why sports? Like, it's passion, right? It's, like, just something unique about it. And, and I say it all the time. And, and I, I try to, like, explain for those that, like, 
don't like watching sports or what it might be. And I said, like, it's just different, you know, like it's, there's no other industry, you know? And, uh, and yeah, it's, it, it's amazing being part of it. And I'm glad as well that you guys, you know, took that step out and, and, and started that, that journey. And, and from sort of like being part now of the, the sports, uh, sports tech startup ecosystem and, and, you know, what have you learned so far from being part of that, that you think, you know, some students out there could benefit from because obviously you know when we try to educate and, and we see a lot of potential as well you know instead of like especially for the young students now that are out there looking for opportunities they're sort of like oh where where should i go right and everyone is sort of like thinking oh mba like major league teams or what it might be and and now it's sort of like in a very rough position because a lot of those teams have to lay off and rebuild and as a big organization that takes time so, I, so we're always focusing on, okay, but what, what kind of markets and opportunities can you go in and hence, you know, explore the ones that are, you know, getting growth out of this, this pandemic and the situation. And, and there's so much potential as well in being part of the startup ecosystem. So what kind of tips and what have you learned so far from being part of this system that, that those sort of students could, could benefit from? Sure. I guess uh, the, the, the collaboration and networking uh, aspects of not only what we do, but what I have been screening and watching other people do, I guess it's, it's you know, more relevant than it has ever been, yeah. which is odd given that now everyone is in their houses. But I, I guess that, you know, just shed a spotlight into how important it is to even virtually, you know, not not losing that that connection and that you know that networking aspect of, of, of those things. Yeah. Um, when we begun, I felt that we had a, a competent enough team to do everything that we wanted to do on our own, and you know, that went off the window pretty fast. And I guess that just reinforced what I just said. You know, it's important to 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 keep people on a close loop. And 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 I'm not only talking about that code networking. I mean, I, I'm talking about the warm connection, you know, yep. getting to know people and what you're doing and what paths they're, they're thinking about doing. Right. And I guess even that sports, especially live sports, it's uh, a combination of so many different things. You know, there's statistics and mathematics, there's the media aspect, there's the technical and analytics aspect. And now more than ever, those things are meshed together. Yeah. And, you know, the media guy knows a, a lot about analytics and analytics guy should know something about video and, and, and content and all those things are, right. uh, there's a bigger intersection than there, there ever was, I guess. Uh, so I guess the tip would be to, you know, do not think you can do and know things by, yourself you know do not shy away from reaching out and 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 exploring and talking to people uh an, an interest an interesting friend that i that i've been noticing is you know is watching people that do not necessarily have a background in sports succeeding in sports yep uh and and, and it's awesome you know uh it's awesome to see a a good engineer with a good analytical you know mindset and background uh, thriving in sports, which, yep. you know, proves that 
that the knowledge is is key, you know, more than being, you know, 30 years in the industry and, and, and things like that. I mean, the, 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 the curiosity, the, 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 the smart, the, the, all those things maybe are the most valuable assets today if right. you are to you know, join the, the, the sports ecosystem in any, you know, any shape or form, I guess. Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a great advice and especially what you're talking about in terms of the networking side too and collaboration, right? And and then sort of like the beauty of the situation too is like how global you kind of like can think with it, you know? Of course, like before and I guess like as, as myself, like we were doing a lot of business travels, <laughs> you know, before 2020. I mean like 2019, I don't know how many days I had, but it was a lot. You know, Eduardo was like traveling. We felt like we were traveling like once a week, you know, to like God knows where. But uh, but I mean, like that that's I mean, like people adapt, right? And and I think uh, you know, you know, it's it, it's easy to kind of like you know close your eyes and say, okay, where do I go from here? But sometimes you just gotta take that step. And and as you said, like people in sports as well are are very you know open to discuss, talk, and. And at the end of the day, I always say too, it's like, we're here to help each other. You know, we're here to like move the industry forward. And I think like, of course, like your solutions will, will help a lot of teams and organizations do that. And, and same with, with our platform, right? Of connecting those, those sort of dots. And, and I think that would be, sure. you know, crucial, crucial moving forward. I'm, I'm, I get so much joy in watching ventures and initiatives like yours, you know, that actually do what I just said, you know, connect people with different backgrounds and maybe and maybe set the, the, the initial step towards you know towards a career that one might think it wasn't possible given that yeah. they had a different background or they live in a place or they didn't follow sports or, or things like that so it's awesome to see you know things like your strive and, and actually putting people in position in a position to to succeed in a in a vertical that they might originally not think it, it was possible. So good at you that. I, I appreciate that. I mean, like Rafael, this, this, this podcast is about you, not, not, <laughs> not, not us, you know, but, uh, but I, I appreciate that. And, and I mean, like, it's cool, like sitting here, like I'm in Norway, you're in Brazil and we're like having a great conversation about an interesting topic. And that's also proves like, you know, the point of like, you know, those collaboration possibilities, the network opportunities that are out there. And I think like, as well and we're going to go into sort of like you know we're going to dive a little bit more into the the tips as well at the end but but going more into like the data side now because i think it's like you know we talked a lot about like what you guys are doing and everything but but obviously you know looking into data like statistics in sports has been a very important part you know, in, in many years actually now, and, you know, it's been like feeding the system with like so much data. It's just more and more and more every day and, and probably even more now, right? Because like no one is, no one is at the office. <laughs> so, you know, there's data everywhere. And how do you see sort of like AI coming in here and bringing, you know, more value essentially into predicting, you know, sports statistics and sort of like what you guys are doing, like why, why is AI important here, you know? Yeah, uh, I think it's huge. Uh, maybe I'm a little biased, but I mean, <laughs> given that I created and run a company that uses, you know, AI and computer vision. Well, then we're both biased, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and maybe most of your audience is somewhat biased to, to, towards that. But I mean, I, I guess it's huge. I, I don't think it's that old or that, you know, solidified as people think. I mean, you have the, the money ball phenomenon and things like that. It's like a 15, 20 year old thing. So it's, yeah. it's not as, it, it, it's brewing, it's beginning. I think that's the, the, the gist of what I'm trying to say. But there are a number of initiatives and a number of trends that are, you know, making that push faster and, and, and stronger than ever. Right. One of them is the, the fact that people can use video to extract information that, you know, in the past or, or otherwise you would only be able to do using, you know, those wearables, those ships and things like that. So, so that's one thing, not only because it's more it's simpler to do, but also because in many cases it's the only way to do it just because the wearable technology is not that uh, it's not that cheap. It's not that easy for, you know, for a number of cases. Sure. Uh, another aspect that I think is making that push, you know, uh, stronger is gaming and gambling as we, we were just, you know, mentioning. Sure. Uh, not only because of the viewing habits of, uh, of the millennials and you know the, the, the older people uh, are changing, but also because wow. there's a massive Gen Z uh, audience that is coming to, to play, and those guys consume content in a completely different way than you know than we did and our parents did and, and things like that. Right. Not only they are more, I guess, spoiled in the sense that they want to you know see what they want to see at the time that they want to see and things right. like that. But also because they are more analytics driven, you know, they want to see what's behind the curtain, what, you know, right. what made that decision happen, what made that, you know, specific play or drive uh, that amazing in terms of, you know, the numbers behind that. Yeah. And, and gaming and gambling play a big role in that. Uh, right. I, I guess that, you know, the, the, the way that people consume content comes with the interactivity and engagement uh, that is different than what it was. So they do not want to lay in a couch and watch two hours of a game passively as they did in the past. They want to be able to talk to their friends and they want to be able to place bets and, and, and gaming and things like that. And I think uh, AI in general and computer vision specifically are playing a big role in that in a sense that, you know, especially now during the pandemic and the, the restrictions and limitations that come with that, mm. you're only able to do that uh, at scale, of course, uh, right. at a bunch of games running uh, in many cases at the same time. You're only able to do that if you train uh, cameras or algorithms or things like that to make sense of content the way humans do. So I guess right. that's probably the, 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 the summary of everything that's going on. You want to be able to make the most of uh, every content that you're creating and producing. And the only way to do that is using technology that uh, sort of replicates what you once only had with, you know, a bunch of people making annotations or making, you know, the, the analytics by hand and things like that. And I, th I think people forget that a little bit about sort of like the AI side of things too, is or like, even like from a, you know, machine learning or, or AI standpoint is that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's like that human factor is still important, you know, in, in, in a piece of it. It's not like we're just going to like, you know, put in a bunch of numbers or, or algorithms and just like, let it go, you know, like 
it comes from somewhere, you know, and, and it's just like, you know, are you going to officiate or, or speed up those processes? So you like, whatever that is, whether that's like seeing that kind of numbers or statistics on the screen live, then, you know, that would be faster than a human sitting there and doing that and try to do it as fast as they can, because as you know, like it goes super fast. So, I mean, like, it's all part of like the development. And as you said too, like, the, the demand, you know, that is coming from the younger generation too of like, okay, it, it, like before, like I even remember like, I mean, like I'm only turning 30 this year. So I'm still like, you know, younger, younger, but, but I mean, like, even remembering back, like, you know, people were fine with like just waiting to the next day, you know, in the, in the newspaper to kind of like see what, what the stats were. Now it's like, I need it live. I need to know what is happening right now, you know? So it's, it's, no, you're completely right. You're completely right. And, and part of our pitch it usually goes, especially when the first pitch is, is done with the, the, the analytics team or the team that yeah. is, is going to be more involved with the solution. We usually say that we only go like, uh, like 70% or 80% of the work. And that 70% of the work is usually the, the less cerebral work. We are not, you know, fooling ourselves and obviously not fooling the, the, the customers and partners. We want to, you know, we want to showcase that we are able to do, I guess, the most boring and the most tedious parts of their job yeah. and, and leave them time to, you know, do the more creative and cerebral part. Right. Uh, by any means, we do not want to, you know, substitute humans because we, sure. not only us, but I think the, the industry and AI in general is, is way, yeah. you know, we're not even close to that. So making the job like easier, right? And their life easier. You know, that's, that's what it comes sure. down to. And because I mean, like working in sports too, it's like, you gotta wear many hats. You have to be, you know, flexible. It's not a traditional eight to four, you know? So it, it demands a lot. And I think like ways that that could be, you know, officiated, uh, improved and, and, you know, especially with data too, it's like utilizing the data that is coming in and the, and creating the most value out of it that's that's going to be really really key and like sort of like to wrap it up here and, and i'm thinking like you know for those students that are you know interesting in sports analytics data sort of field of sector like what kind of what kind of tips do you have for them and what do you see would be like a, a great way for them to start if they wanted to like enter this sort of space now I think what is great about the moment and, you know, people thinking about joining the, 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 the sports ecosystem in general is that it's, it's way broader than it was in the, back in the day. I mean, I, I guess if you wanted to be a part of, you know, a, a sports analytics or, you know, coaching staff, in the past you had to have, you know, uh, some sort of experience towards that, right. you know, that. I think that relates to what I said a few minutes ago about how it's interesting to notice that a bunch of different backgrounds are now jumping into sure. into into sports and things like that. Yep. So I guess my tip would be to you know follow the the, the coolest and you know the, the the best initiatives that are that are going on. Uh, again, networking and talking to people and 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 showing a genuine interest into what you're doing and what's happening is usually, you know, the, a, a good path to follow. Yep. And 
I don't think that there's a specific, you know, vertical or anything like that that is gonna, you know, differentiate from the others in the future. Just because, again, things are mashing up. Uh, the solutions that my company provides, one of them, for instance, that comes to mind, uh, the, the highlight clipping uh, solution. We develop algorithms that are able to clip highlights without, with very little human intervention. That solution has been used by the media departments of teams, by the content and distribution side of you know networks and rights owners, but it's yeah. also been used by coaching and analytics and scouting and things like that. So I guess that's the major trend. You know, you're not going to see solutions that are, you know, way strict towards one single goal. I, I guess the future lies somewhere in the, you know, in, in solutions that are useful to a bunch of different uh, teams, a bunch of different uh, verticals, but also uh, that provide value in, in, in areas that were not necessarily, you know, related in the past. Right. And I guess like also in a sense, you know, improving those technical skills that, that sure. you have, right. And like, not necessarily like you have to be the one like editing the videos or clipping that or, or what might be, but, you know, analyzing that sort of information, analyzing that the understanding, you know, what kind of information is, you know, coming out of it and, and talk with people that have those roles and, you know, why is this numbers, this data important? And I mean, like with solutions like yours too, like it's, it's sort of like an easy way of like getting, getting to see that information, you know, and like starting to teach yourself. And, and I think you're very right too, in terms of, you know, look for opportunities and organizations where, where you're like, oh, that's a cool concept. That's something that I, you know, believe in. And I always say that too, with like people joining us or what it might be, it's like, like, if you don't believe in this, like, there's no point. Like, you have to believe 100% in this idea and the concept. And, and that's, like, with everything that you do, like, that's why people choose sports, too. They're passionate about it. And I think, you know, explore the new, new companies or solutions out there that are more on the technical, digital side, I would say, especially in today's situation and where things are at. I mean, like, this is also why we talk about the topic that we do today. So you guys can learn a little bit more about that and, and explore it. So I don't know, Rafael, if you have like any, any final, final remarks. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I guess just to, to, to double down what you just said. I mean, it's, I guess it's the best time to, to, to be involved and take an interest in the things that our industry is doing, that the path is bright. Uh, there's so much interesting stuff being developed and you know being being researched that I think the next the next ten years are gonna are, are gonna be way way uh, more interesting than people give credit for. Uh, there are a number of people that that say, especially old schoolers, that think that you know live sports is dead and and and, and you know content is not as king as it was before. I think they are completely wrong. I think. You know the 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 old experience is going to still be there. Uh, the, the 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 you know the fact that rights are being bought by you know the, the values that they are being bought just you know reinforces that. But also the experiences that comes you know more tailored to to those Gen Zs and newer newer audiences are also going to be very interesting. And those things are going to run in parallel. And 
there's a bright future for for industry hopefully yeah no for sure i mean like sports sports will always be in a very important part of our world i think and uh i mean yeah. like i i could not have i i always say like i i don't know what i would work with if i couldn't work with sports <laughs> you know so for me, me it was uh, it was like either sports or nothing no i'm just kidding <laughs> but yeah i i had no idea um yeah so rafael uh for everyone out there as well you know make sure to check out ice sportistics you know like um you'll find them at sporting global too connect with them there and um and yeah i mean like make sure to subscribe you know to the channel the the video like it you know and then you will get great insights every week and with that rafael thank you thank you so much for a great conversation it was a lot of fun i hope you you guys get more sun you know moving forward as well <laughs> you know it's brazil so it's probably still warm you know so it can't yeah. be that bad um yeah and with that i would like to f- just finish with this knuckles which means see you later in norwegian so there you go <laughs> see you later All right. thank you thank you rafa <laughs>